to Hustle, which is a new podcast focused on exploring the business journeys, trials and wins of underrepresented entrepreneurs, as well as topical business news in an engaging way. If you're listening to this, thanks so much for downloading our new podcast. So for this episode, we thought we'd go completely left field and talk about a hot topic at the moment. Hot, hot, hot. Love Island. Yes. It's currently gracing our screens. We've got the very first ever winter version of the show. We do, we do. Lots of stuff going on there. What's your view on Love Island? Because I know we were discussing what our first episode should be, our first podcast episode. We wanted to go left field. We thought Love Island would be an amazing um, topic. And to be honest with you, I haven't really sat down and watched a lot of the the content or, or the seasons, but I know names. I know shenanigans that go on in the house. Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. <laughs> Honestly, I know the ups and downs. I know the latest gossip and I've never really sat down and watched uh, an episode which tells you that the nation or certain mm-hmm. segments of the nation has mm-hmm. really embraced it. And what what makes Love Island for me fascinating is the business of it. Yeah. It's the way in which the concept has made money and also what the contestants that go on the show um, do afterwards, i.e. what personal branding opportunities that they, um, that they, that they benefit from, mm. essentially. So I thought maybe we could start with, with that. What's your views on the business of Love Island? And then secondly, let's talk about the, the contestants and what opportunities um, they can garner from that, if you think mm. opportunities come to them. Mm. So for me, Love Island is a guilty pleasure. Yes. I am not proud that I watch it. You should be I, proud. Well, no, I, was, I find it quite mindless. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. But what I, I mean, I do enjoy watching kind of these human relationships yes. and how things occur. But on, a, on another note, I do find that it's quite staged and forced. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm kind of in a quandary with how I really feel about it. But in terms of the business aspect of it, that completely fascinates me. Mm-hmm. I think the way that these contestants come in and they brand themselves mm-hmm. and they're able to come out with multi-million pound deals mm-hmm. um, and just the platform of Love Island on the whole is just fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Speaking about the the, the, in, the contestants and the personal branding opportunities, the couple that got married, what, what, what were their names again? Olivia and oh someone's going to kill me for this it's, <laughs> I thought he was really cute as well it was Olivia and oh what was his name Alex Alex Bowen yes I think they were the ones they've they, done pretty well 4.4 million yeah I think that's what they've amassed in two years fantastic fantastic so they had a wedding special mm-hmm. I'm sure they've had deals by being together probably with Boohoo Man or yes, Quiz. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I think they've probably co-presented a, a show together. Yeah, yeah. I think they have, they have. And also, I don't think they have children yet, but you can imagine when they have children, they'd probably be the first Love Island children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that comes with amazing... That's a gimmick. It is, it is. So it works well for some people. And I think, you know, we were talking about this um, earlier. It's a great personal branding 
opportunity. And this is where maybe having or reading a definition of personal branding might be useful because in the century of self, this is a term that Farah has um, coined and I think she should trademark. But a lot of millennials and a lot of generation Zers, we call mm, them. Mm. We don't we don't want to be in that traditional nine to five life. We want the opportunity to explore our talents and our and our and our, and our passions and tell the world that we're actually good at something mm. and we create a brand um around mm, that. Mm. And um, just to give you a definition of personal branding, I looked it up because I thought this applies so well to, to Love Island. But personal branding is a practice of marketing people and their careers and brands. It's an ongoing process of developing and maintaining reputation and impression of an individual group or organisation. So if we use a really cliche example, Kim Kardashian, mm. I think she is such a key probably the perfect example of how someone can not just brand themselves but continue to to rebrand um themselves so when she first came out what was she what, can i say yeah, it yeah say, say it be honest well a porn star <laughs> well, i don't know if i go as far to say a porn star she starred in a porn hence you'd be called a porn star she she filmed a sex tape yes. i don't think that was meant to be for the commercial market I think it was for the commercial market you do? because she followed what her friend Paris Hilton did. Okay, debatable. Okay, carry on. So porn star. <laughs> but but she has she is iconic. Mm-hmm. Nobody can deny not everybody can flip a sex tape into a multi million dollar empire. No. And she's taken her whole family with her and her brand has continually evolved. Mm-hmm, so she mm-hmm. is a definition of you know the queen of personal branding. Definitely. She started off as the girl that mm-hmm. made the sex tape that mm-hmm. came from a wealthy family mm-hmm. to the woman who is now freeing prisoners, yeah. justice reformer, yeah. lawyer, yes. philanthropist, lawyer. Yeah. mother, yes. uh muse. Yes fashion icon yes she's changed she's actually changed what people see as beautiful because prior to that it Mm -hmm. was paris hilton Mm -hmm. blonde Mm -hmm. hair blue eyes kim kardashian has kind of changed even what we look at as beauty so and that echoes down to makeup yes and dress no absolutely and she has been completely monumental in that i mean we can we can we can go into the pros and cons of mm-hmm. where she has gotten her style from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that appropriation. Yes. I think the commercialization of blackness is another topic that's, for that's another a day. Topic. Yes, but yes. But back to Love Island mm-hmm. in that sense, it I, I suppose it is the Instagram world. She she's kind of like the queen of Instagram, her and her family. Yes. And Love Island is for it's, it's for that audience. Mm-hmm. People that want to buy really stylish clothes that are cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've got the partnership with that Manchester-based company. Oh, what's the name? Um, it is called... It's not as popular. I Saw It First. I Saw It First, yeah. So there's I Saw It First, there's Misguided, and these are kind of cheaper, mm-hmm. cheaper fashion brands yes. that kind of sell party clothes (laughs) yeah it it fits in very well the love island demographics the people that that watch it it fits in with the theme and i and i saw a quote that said that i think misguided 
misguided stock value or their sales went up by 40 percent wow just by having that deal with love island i saw it first stock value yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and also i think i've I've read something there that whenever they play a song on there Mm -hmm. the streams of that song go up so they've got a deal with universal amazing and then there's the whole deliver just eat I think just eat yeah just eat mm-hmm. so they've managed to kind of the program itself has managed to partner up with just eat you know a, a, a food delivery mm-hmm. brand clothing Misca- brand a clothing brand and a music brand and those three things are you know three big sellers in life you need clothes mm-hmm. you need music mm-hmm. and you need food absolutely and so they've They've really Love Island itself as a product is an amazing product, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I can see how there could be benefits for people that do partner up with there. Mm-hmm. But with the said benefits, I think there's there's negatives because as a as a young contestant going onto the program, you're not guaranteed success. You're not guaranteed success, but I think people are willing to take that risk, and it goes back to the century of self, the target market, the audience, and the, the contestants. I'd say maybe eight. 18 to 25 I think that's the age bracket I would say that Mm. that's the that's 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 the group of individuals that like Love Island Mm. and so the people that are quite interested in music and fashion and with the contestants those who are going on the show they're not going on there to find love but but that's the premise of the show it's the premise of the show and they will say that they're looking for love but they're not going on there to find love I I think they're going on there to brand themselves they want to be known amongst their peers amongst certain industries certain certainly um, entertainment industry whether it be presenting whether it be music, whether it be fashion, that they are somebody that is worth hearing and listening to. They've got a personality that's engaging or they have a body or face that can that can sell. So it's all about consumerism. And if we, as I said, with a personal branding um, definition, is about selling a personality, about selling... So you're selling yourself. You're selling yourself. You're selling yourself, um, if you take your minds at the gutter, <laughs> <laughs> selling your, your, your traits and your personality, whether that's genuine or not, you're selling a version of yourself that you know that can sell. So nobody goes in Love Island, in my opinion, to find love. You're going on there to present yourself in front of the nation to show that, listen, I'm attractive, um, I'm funny, um, I, I'm witty, mm-hmm. I, um, I'm sporty... Yeah. I'm trendy, I'm fashionable, mm. so that when you leave, you can create a place for yourself within that market. So you, mm. you use Leanne as an example. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Leanne has a master's degree. Um, mm. I think she's in the sort of psychology, neuroscience. Yeah. And she's only background. 22. She's young. So she probably hasn't even gone into her career yet, had mm-hmm. a taste of it. Mm-hmm. But already she's willing to kind of take that risk and say... Even though I've got an undergraduate's degree, mm-hmm. I've got a master's, mm-hmm. I am educated, mm-hmm. I am bright, I'm going to go on this program mm-hmm. to to do what? To brand myself yes. so I can make money. No, abs- absolutely. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I don't. It's the same thing with some of the boys in there. They come for their tradesmen. I think one of them is a scaffolder. I think we've had plumbers in the past. You know, they're, they're in trade pr- professions, but they're, they're looking to sort of get get out of that and give themselves other opportunities and again we're living in a world now where the the, the, the jobs that we had 
20, 30 years ago, they didn't exist. Mm, mm. And on top of that, um, people don't stay in the same jobs forever. They're, they're not our, our, our parents or our parents' parents. You want to try new things. You want to experiment. We want to create the type of working lives that are as interesting and flexible as possible. Or look like our Instagram profiles. All look like our Instagram profiles. Jet setting. Yes. Looking your best. Yes. Making deals. Absolutely. I think to me, I'd, I'd, I'd be a fool to say that money and branding is is not a good thing. But also I think there's a price to everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I was somebody like, for example, Mike, mm-hmm. he's a police officer. Mm-hmm. Well, he's left, he's left the he's police left, force. He has. But just imagine going through, uh, you know, the training camp or, or whatever it is that he's gone through to become a police officer. Mm-hmm. And then for him, for him to suddenly say, I want to go on Love Island, mm. I'm going to give that up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's guaranteed for me. Mm-hmm. So you, he can never really go back into the police force now. Or a lot of people... I feel personally can't go back to their everyday lives. Yes. So it Yeah, I think I think that's true and I think the risk is is um it's great you brought it up because there've been two former contestants that have committed suicide. Mm. And you know, I'm not too sure about what their mental health was like before they went into the house. They might have suffered from you know, um, anxiety or, or depression um, but because there's so many highs and lows when you are in front of a, a TV show and people do mm. know you and you do mm. leave the house yeah. uh, or the villa rather and people haven't taken to you the way in which you wanted people to take to you mm. and the deals are not coming in and Boohoo's not calling you and Misguided not calling you you're not invited onto radio stations or podcasts there's a huge sinking feeling i can only yeah. imagine yeah yeah and and then going back to a regular nine to five after that kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. having that the media attention the press mm-hmm. the money the deals and then suddenly it not being there anymore mm. and then you have to go to h&m mm. we have to go to top shop mm-hmm. and people want to take selfies with you yes i can imagine it's 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 a it's a fall it's a fall from grace almost so how does one cope with that one has to be really resilient Mm -hmm. it's but you can't guarantee knowing what's going to happen because for example mike who Mm who who did commit suicide not mike it was um it was it was mike Mike? oh yes it was it was yes you're right i thought you were talking about mike i got confused apologies there was sophie there was sophie Sophie, graydon i think she died in 2018 and then mike in 2019 yeah yeah, untimely. But with with Mike, he was a good-looking mm-hmm. young guy, played football, and he was that personal branding mm-hmm. can make or break you. He was given the he was given the name Muggy Mike. Awful. So you, I mean, you you could only, we we can't say what caused you mm-hmm. know his, his untimely demise. But mm-hmm. being called Muggy Mike is not a great brand. It's not. It's not at all. So you can't guarantee how the public will perceive you. No. Or, you'd, and, and it, that's that's a really big risk to take. So are we saying that careers in this sort of influencer space can be the, detrimental? It can be detrimental if it doesn't if it doesn't work, and also there's no guarantee. Mm. So and there's no and there's no foolproof formula for it. So it's mm-hmm. almost you don't know how people are going to take to you. No, and and. The, and, and the other thing is the audience can be so fickle at times because if you are a good-looking person and you are smart and you do have a talent, 
that doesn't guarantee that the public are going to like you because we almost kind of root for the underdog yes the lovable rogue like Nas 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 yes he he definitely is that he's a a very sweet boy and he will make money from this yes I can can see it I can imagine him making money from this and I can also imagine actually who else so outspoken um, outspoken one that liked the the first Connor was it the first for S, she was quite close. She's quite close with Leanne. Shauna. Shauna. I think. Shauna. See, Shauna's smart. Mm-hmm. She's a, I think, a, dem- a, de- a democratic policy something. Yes. So she's smart. Mm-hmm. So she, I think she she might be able to kind of wrangle the situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and might be able to make the right deals. But once again, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. But I think as young people, that's the risk we're willing to, to take. I think we are from a generation where we don't mind experimenting and seeing how things go. We don't, as I said earlier, we don't have the same jobs for long periods of time. I think a recent report said on average what three maybe three years being the longest we 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 jump around we we we're quite flighty um we don't have the same worries and concerns around stability yes we do i can't say that we don't but we do but um, i think more in terms of things like i want to live my best life Mm. those instagram sort of terms living your best life securing the bag yeah Yeah, it's all rooted in commercialism consumerism and vanity it's a century of self it's a century of it's self. Do what you want, when you want, mm-hmm. how you want, mm-hmm. because it's your only life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that those were not my parents' values. No. My parents' values were not about it's your life, it's about our life, our family life, mm-hmm. doing more for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hats off to Love Island. I have to say. Clearly very popular. They get about 3.3 million people tuned in for the first episode. Of the winter season. They did. They did. And they're constantly reinventing themselves as well. There hasn't been a winter season before. This is the first one. But because I think of the popularity, they've done it and people have chewed into it. And and people want it. And literally, it's making stars. I'm I'm really conscious, but we're talking about Love Island, but we might have listeners that are not in in the UK. Mm. Should, we, should we just define what, what, what actually is this show? Because yeah. we're taking it for granted. Do, that our do you want know. to give the definition? Yes, I will. I will. Okay. So it's a show that appears on ITV2, uh, which is a channel in the UK. And a group of young men and women participate in a series of tasks with a partner that they keep swapping till they meet the love of their life for, I'd say, over <laughs> six to six to eight weeks or so. Yeah. In terms of ages... I think people are usually early twenties. I would say. Re- yeah, 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 yeah. From 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 like nineteen to twenty five to twenty seven. I yes. remember there's. I think there's one girl on there. And she's twenty five, and it was like she's the oldest. Oh my god. Yes, yes. But have you seen? I don't know if you've seen this recently. There was some. There's two contestants on there, and yeah. they're both twenty one. They look like they're in the thirties. <laughs> Well, I I don't know who those people are. When you see them, you'll see them. <laughs> when you when you watch it, you'll so you know. So, are you trying to imply that people are lowering their ages to get onto Love Island? I don't know. I don't. I need to see birth certificates. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to see some sort of authentication. Right I wonder here. if Love Island do ask for authentication, or they just take people's words for it that they are well, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Some of the stuff that I have read is that they they actually find the contestants themselves. Oh, really? Sometimes. So. Instagram, they'll look on Instagram and they'll mm. think this person has an interesting look for the show. Mm. We'll, we'll put them on. Um, and there are a few people that that do apply. 
but I think mostly, it, I think they, I think they do find people and choose them. So you know, so they it's find stars like, on Instagram and turn them to stars yeah. in real life. It's so. almost like how modelling agencies sort of act. They can find people on the street and say, "Oh, you've got an interesting look. Would you like to test shoot for us?" For example, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what um, Love Island do. Mm. They also have a. Um, they've got. I'd, I'd say they've probably franchised it at the moment now, haven't they? There's, I mean, there's, there's one in Australia and there's, there's Australia one in for America. Sure. Yes. So it's. I mean. I mean. I can't see it going anywhere in the long run, and I can see it churning people out. No, absolutely. Just like Big Brother, churned yes. people out. Jade Goody. Yes. And she made millions. She made millions. She made perfume. And her untimely and, death. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And I. I wonder, just in terms of um, how long. Can they keep it up to keep reinventing themselves as, as a brand? So obviously, this is a, they're in the villa. We've had the summer seasons. Now we've got the winter seasons. What other things can they do to keep well, people interested? I think our attention spans are so short nowadays that we, you know, we want things right now. Mm-hmm. I think the next thing that they might have to do is I actually haven't seen any gay contestants. Very true. And 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 there and there isn't. Th- I mean, there, there there aren't any. There aren't any. And it's interesting because it's taken a while for them to become more diverse. I think when Love Island first came out, there was big a big issue around the lack of diversity of contestants, the lack of also airtime that um, contestants that weren't European-looking mm-hmm. got. Mm-hmm. Um, there were also um, other concerns um, around... Um, people ganging up on each other, I think. Well, well, like, if you if you really think about it, Love Island is a microcosm of yeah. what the real world is. Mm-hmm. So those are the struggles that people in the real world face. So with the issues of diversity, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but it always seems like the black girl gets picked last. Mm. It happened again this year. Yes, it did. It happened again this year. Mm. So you know. But then also body types, the body type diversity. Everyone, every girl on there is quite slim, and every girl on there has a six pack. If somebody was overweight, could they could they be casted for Love Island? They could do, and they could get the sympathy vote. <laughs> Hashtag real body. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and, it, and it's the same, and it's the same for um, the women because I think last year they said they had Anna. Anna was plus size. She kind of looks looked. like she doesn't look like Kim Kardashian, but that's okay. The kind that of was the kind of look. Was that the one that Ovi liked? Yeah, the, yes. Yeah. So okay. she was supposed to be kind of voluptu- more voluptuous, sure. okay, um, a more voluptuous body type. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Question. Go on. Do you think that shows like Love Island in the UK can churn out the Kim Kardashians of this world or the Nene Leaks of this world? Nope. Why? I, I, I don't know if we've got the talent here in Britain. Is, is it the talent or is it the, the networks and the connections of the contestants on the show? Because uh, I will go as far to say as Kim Kardashian comes from quite a wealthy family. Before, you know, her being known as Kim Kardashian, the brand, her father was a lawyer. You know, she mm-hmm. she, she lived quite, a, you know, a good privileged <laughs> life. She knew people. She, I mean, she did. And she's 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 quite polished. She's an anomaly. Not everybody can do what she's done, but Nini, Nini came from a, a a poorer background. It's just we don't. I, I I don't know if it's that kind of British kind of personality or what it is. We don't have a Nini leaks of the UK, and if we did, I don't think we'd She'd like be her. Liked. Yes, yes. But in America, it's like woo, people love that. Mm. But over here, it would be like oh, she is mean. 
Yes. You know, bullying. Yeah, too much. Too much bullying. Mm. She's too... She thinks she's all that. I think in America, there's a bit more tolerance for different types of big personalities. Mm. Here, there's a bit of a stiff upper lip. So, I mean, I can't see it. And right now, who's the biggest star that they've churned out? Out of Love Island. I don't know. Because yeah, it comes not, and goes. Yeah, and I would say on the scale of celebrity doom, they're not A-list celebrities. I think they they are, I would say local celebrities or I don't I don't want do you know what I mean they're yeah, not they're not yeah. the big the big names um, they could be invited for maybe Brit parties uh, store openings um, you know interviews and, yeah and and that goes back to kind of the business of Love Island how long can you make a living off the back of that mm, very true and that's, that's a good what, question and that's what you've got to think about and usually the couples when they come out of the um, the Love Island what's it called I was going to say the hotel it's not the hotel but the villa the, vi- the villa yes yep. when they come out of the villa they usually have to stay in a couple to to maximize yes press do you think there's pressure there is real pressure because usually after the six month mark they start to break up or mm. after they take that holiday to jamaica all expenses paid mm-hmm. they break up amicably what's the um remind me of the um the winning fee, like if you if you win, fifty thousand, fifty thousand pounds, and you can split it between the two of you, which isn't that much. Well, if you think about the time that you've, if you think of Love Island as a job, mm-hmm. they're working twenty four hours a day for what six weeks. Okay, Fair and they point. and they only get I think they get two hundred and fifty pounds a week. week. I'm I'm not too sure if that's for. Sh- True. That hasn't been verified, has it, anywhere? I think that's just a sort of rumour. Yeah, I think... But even if it was... Even if it was, it's just kind of like, well, who's been paying your rent? Yeah, I was thinking that. Maybe parents, And do you have to quit your job? Can you get six weeks annual leave off? I think many do. I want to know about that. I think many do, because if you think about it, if you're in, in, in the villa you're a well-known public figure and you're a police officer. You'd have to. People see you on the street and recognise you. It's a conflict of interest. Well, I, think, I mean, job. if there's any scaffolders out there, let us know. Do scaffolders get six yeah. weeks annual leave? C- can you get annual leave maybe as a builder? Unpaid, maybe unpaid leave? Unpa- yeah. Maybe unpaid leave? Or if you just finish university, you don't really have a job, do you? I mean, the younger ones. The younger ones, that's you're un- just that's sort understandable. of exploring and, you know, taking your sort of... Um, Dipping your feet in different industries. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say on Love Island? Well, I well, I just I just think it just fits in with with the world of Snapchat mm-hmm. viewer society. Yeah, watching people you mm-hmm. enjoy enjoying watching other people's lives. Other good looking people. Other yeah, other good. <laughs> Although that, of course, that is subjective, but you have, you know, they are quite reasonably attractive people. No, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't think any of them would have problems in the real world getting a date. No, no, so I don't I, think so, so. So once again, they're not going in there for love. Absolutely, but not. it's almost kind of like selling us the public short. Like, oh my god, they love each other. Oh my god, Mike and Leanne, black love. Oh my god, they had that trending on Twitter. But it's it, but. <laughs> For the UK, that's actually quite big. It's like, come on, they don't love each other. They can, you know, they're just w- together for the show to hashtag secure the bag. It's called the, yeah. That's yes. it. And it's like, when are we g- <laughs> when are we going to get savvy with it and just be like, no, they don't, they don't care about each other. 
But I think I think intelligent viewers know it. Like, as you say, it's like a guilty pleasure of yours. You binge watch these things because it's it's quite mindless, and you know it tickles certain fantasies that we have, and it's just nice to watch on on TV. I think most viewers know actually it's a game. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a glorified game show. It's a, but do you know the thing that shocked me? So Connor with a G mm. is like a model, amazing looking guy. Mm-hmm. He was kicked out first. So it's interesting that in Love Island, good looks don't secure no. anything for you. But it's a game. People are people are playing a game at the end of the day. Mm. And as you say, nothing is nothing is one hundred percent guaranteed. But you never know, Connor. He could actually go on to be more successful than the couple that actually wins Love well, Island. He's, well, I, I, he's an actual model, so I could yes. actually see now that he has upped his profile. Yes, I could see real brands, mm-hmm. real brands contacting him and paying good money and paying good money for him, mm-hmm. not just Boohoo Man. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Vogue. Maybe a Vogue. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe Balenci- a young Balenciaga. Yeah. <laughs> Amani, boss. Mm, I could, and I, I could, could see, see him. him. I could see. Him I could on see. Him, I could see him doing that. I could see Naz being on ITV. Yes. Good morning. Absolutely. Doing little bits of presenting. Very cheeky, clean, chappy. cheeky, chappy, friendly. He wouldn't hurt a fly. And he and he will win. And I think going into it, he didn't think he'd be the underdog, likable figure. Mm. But that's what. That's what's come about, mm-hmm. and that's the role that he's going to have to stick with mm-hmm. now. Even when he leaves the villa and goes into society, he'll be, ooh, little nares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I think we could go on forever discussing Love Island. Um, I, I, th- I think I could. <laughs> <laughs> it's still got a couple of weeks left, um, and I think it'll be really interesting to hear the views of our viewers. What do you think about Love Island, particularly from um, the perspective of it as a business? And also the opportunities for the contestants. Do you think it's sustainable? For our things not. And that's very short term and short lived. And I think I agree to an extent, but I think if played correctly and right, if you have the right branding agent, maybe the right speaking agent, if you have the right people around you positioning yourself in certain ways, who knows? You could be in a film. Well you, you could, could get a good presenting job. But I think it's like being smart with it and looking at where you want to position yourself in the market and getting the people that can help take you there. I understand. You well, know? in the words of my granny, all money's not good money. <laughs> <laughs> You're old soul. I know, but all money's not good money. No, I agree. But I don't think they're necessarily doing anything bad by selling a brand or, or a version of themselves. Mm, I beg to differ. Why? I, 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 I mean, I just find it just, I think it's a bad example for young people. Elaborate. Well, there's only a few contestants that get picked each year. Mm-hmm. And, there's pe- and there's young people now. So I have, I have little cousins and you ask them, what do you want to be when you're older? And they say, I want to be on YouTube. I want to be a vlogger. The law of averages is not everybody can be a YouTuber. Not everybody can be a vlogger. Not everybody can get onto Love Island and win the hearts and minds of people. It's not easy to do this stuff. I so think it's I, differ. You think, I think it's ev- easy? Anyone can get on YouTube. Anyone just needs a camera and they can upload. Successful though? It takes a while to build a brand and a following. But it, these are careers that anyone can do. So even if you're a small YouTuber and you have... 2,000 followers compared to somebody that has 50,000 followers you're still all YouTubers you're still all so-called influencers and there's the the hope 
there from the examples that you see before you that I can actually get better and I can actually achieve. I can, I can grow. I just think that careers now are changing rapidly. In 30 years, there'll be careers there. We, they don't even exist now. We'll be thinking to ourselves, well, how in the world is well, that a career? In 30 years, we'll be watching Love Island, but the contestants will be AI. <laughs> yeah, they will be. <laughs> be. Oh, it's now robots finding love. There we go. Robots, oh, hashtag wow. robots finding love. Yeah, they look so human-like, <laughs> and they're having families, and they're our bosses. Oh my god! No, 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 no. <laughs> but no, it'd be really great to hear your views, um, listeners out there. You know, does reality shows like Love Island serve as a great platform to brand? Or rebrand, which could help the entrepreneurial pursuits of it, of its individuals. Do you think Love Island is a good money making concept? It's a good business idea, and should there even be more? Um, please do touch on some of the points that we've uh, mentioned in this this discussion. You can join the conversation on our Instagram, which is at Founder Hustle, or you can just email us at podcasthustle at gmail Yay. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Hustle. Stay tuned for our next episode. Mm-hmm.